looking crafty. You could make a raft out of pencils and foam. You sure looking happy. Hello. Hello. I just realized that I was blocking my own microphone with my beer. I took a drink and my my esophagus went. Oh no 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 no. Try that again. No, you know, I feel like we're our unvarnished versions of ourselves, and uh, if anybody's listening, they know that by now. Uh, you know, I think that that's why they're here. I've been told it is literally like hanging out with the Williams sisters in their kitchen at their desk, and we're laughing too loud as per usual. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, just oh, just man. for those for for people who might have tuned in not knowing what they were getting into. <laughs> I'm Island. I'm Miranda. <laughs> um, and we are two sisters who um, live in the Midwest, but not in the same place. Hence, we are always sharing our um, Skype recordings with you and our, our incremental efforts at improving our um, technology. <laughs> <laughs> and this, is, this is episode 31 of the Stitchcraft Podcast. Hooray! Hooray! We had to look it up this time because actually neither of us knew. It's been a month since we recorded. I know. <laughs> Tough. We've seen each other in person and still didn't record, so yeah. Anyway. It's like that sometimes. It is. Life happens. Well, and it's, it's mostly work that happens, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a no, lot. You know what? No one is making that mug that says work happens. It's always like life happens and live, love, love. Never like work is killing me. <laughs> Slowly from the inside. <laughs> no, uh, work actually isn't killing me. That's, I really like what I do. So that's yeah, pretty me too, cool. right? Like I'm not right? about the fact that I've been busy, but you know, it's just been, it's been a lot. Like it's, it's a lot to, to keep up with. I've had, um, you know, projects that I had to work on and, you know, grants to write, science experiments to do, you know. Is this the life you dreamed of as a, as a kid? Um, in some ways, yes. Yeah. In some ways, when I go to work and do science, it looks exactly like what you think. You know, like I have there's my, like bubbling beakers. <laughs> yeah, we have Bunsen burners that we light up and, you know, we have, you know, I work in a lab with mice. So we have mice that do little mazes. Um, and, you know, I have a, a cell culture room where we we take pictures of cells that are growing on Petri dishes. You know, it, it looks a lot. It looks a lot like, like what I thought it would. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It's a pretty sciencey kind of science. It is. Yours is very sciencey science. There's less. I'm, there's lots of writing, which is the unfun part of science. But I think that some people really like doing it too. And you've done some really cool classes. Like, was it with Alan Alda that you had a class? I, I did the um, Alan Alda Kavli Institute um, Share Your Science science communication course. Yeah, it was one of the first people, like one of the first classes that they did where it was like, I think there were 12 of us that were all different kinds of scientists from all over the world um, took this virtual class where we learned from various um, science journalists and science writers about how to communicate what we do. That's so cool. Yeah, it was. It was so, really cool. Alan Alda was in one of the classes um, but I, I don't think that he has any idea who I am. <laughs> I think all of us were like, oh, it's Alan Alda. And he was like, nice to meet you guys. We're so excited to have you here. And I was like, he thinks we're exciting. Um, <laughs> we're in no science idea. and he likes that. <laughs> yeah. He, he has no idea who I am. <laughs> I would really like you to, uh, just be bumbling around LA and being like, what's up, Alan? How's it going? I really love that course. Good stuff. But the, the reason I bring it up is just that. That's not the, the coolest part of science, but there's some cool ways that you've learned to write mm-hmm. to make your science really cool for everybody else. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that my job is kind of what I thought it was going to be, with the exception of, like, I wasn't sure if I was going to be working at a, like, what kind of level of 
fashion design I was going to do. But what my first fashion drawings as a kid, and I think you did them as well, is we drew catalogs because we had the mm-hmm. Sears and the JCPenney catalogs. That's what thought fashion was. Yeah. You draw little squares, and then you put shoes in them, and you put a price tag, and you also show the colorways. I've been, I've been designing for the people for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and by the people, I mean my dolls and make-believe life that I thought was really real. <laughs> but, um, no, it's just kind of funny. Like, the things that I thought that fashion was going to be, it pretty much turned out that way, and I really wanted to stay kind of in a more corporate world. I've never been shy about that. I think a lot of people are bothered by it, but I love making mistakes and still getting paid for them. It's really a good idea. If yeah. you're in a creative environment, <laughs> you should learn. Yeah, continuing <laughs> learn to you get can. paid for your job is pretty <laughs> great. Yeah, there's a lot of risk that comes with it and uh it's been good over time but there was a couple times I was like wow this is not good I'm gonna lose my job I made a bad decision but it's been working out by the way that was like 12 years ago I don't make mistakes anymore at all which is (laughs) such a lie total lie (laughs) but anyways um well we kind of like walked around that but uh what's in your cup um, so I haven't had this yet. I haven't even opened it, but let's, uh, let's enjoy the sound of refreshment together. There it is. All right. Is it summer somewhere? Damn. Dang. I actually mm. opened my beers before we started because I didn't want to make a noise. Because you have manners. I know. So, um, <laughs> I bought this actually just before the episode started because I really wanted this beer and I hadn't. Um, had a chance to go find it yet, but this is a beer that was just released in Iowa, and it's called These Boots Were Made for Hoppin'. Adorable. And it's a hazy IPA that was made um, on International Women's Day, so a lot of breweries around the world um, participate in International Women's Day, and what they did was that um, women brewers um, either independent brewers like home brewers or um, women who are part of collective home brewers or women who are like professional brewers at a an official brewery um, all participated and um, in Iowa what they did um, I'm sorry this is called a pink boots collaboration brew um, day 2019 so I don't know how many years they've been doing it but this is my first year um, where I knew that um, anybody had done this? Mm-hmm. So the there's a brewery in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I've probably mentioned on here before, called Lion Bridge. And they collaborated with um, Brightside Aleworks, Lark Brewing, Peace Tree, River Ridge, Jackson Street, Fenceline Beer Lab, 515 Brewing Company, Kelowna Brewing Company, Reclaimed Rails, No Coast, Torrent, the Iowa Brewers Guild, and Clockhouse. Um, all to do this um, this beer. And so what it says um, on the label is, oh, my goodness, my old eyes. Oh. Assisting- you go get your readers? I'm, just I'm wearing my readers. <laughs> um, assisting, inspiring, and encouraging women beer professionals through education. That's cool. I wonder, yeah. like that. I mean, that is a lot of collaborators. That's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. But I imagine that it's not uh, just brewers working on that. That's been a whole lot of businesses working on that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, a lot of businesses, and then the the Iowa Brewers Guild. So, um, cool. They pack it. So it's a Lion Bridge beer, um, or a Lion Bridge beer can, I should say, because that that was the place where it was physically brewed and packaged. Um, but all those places worked on it together. And if you look on, in, the way I found it was through Instagram. So on International Women's Day, brewers uh, from all over the world were posting on integra- Instagram about, um, like, it said, it was like hashtag pink boots or hashtag pink boots collaboration. And there's all these pictures from all over the world of, of women coming together to brew on that particular day. Um so yeah, so that was really cool. And uh, here, what they decided to make was a hazy IPA. And I'm not sure if they chose to make it because that's all, like they all voted on it and that's what they enjoy, or if it's like hazy IPAs are really popular, so they knew that it would sell, like, you know, whatever. 
Um, but it is. It's a really nice hazy IPA that's not too, sh- you know, like some hazy IPAs, hazy IPAs can be a little sugary almost, like very juicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one is definitely more hoppy than some of the hazy ones I've had. So it's got fruit in it. It definitely got that citrusy flavor, but it's not like, like I had some that almost tasted like a shandy, like it tasted almost like a mix of an IPA with orange juice or something. This is definitely not quite that intense, uh, but it's really nice. I like okay, it. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's a cool story, and I'm glad you bought it right before this episode. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I don't remember when it came. I want to say it came out like within the last couple of weeks or so, but it only has started um, coming to uh, local um, beer shops. Why am I having a hard time with this? Liquor stores. Jeez. <laughs> Are you in Michigan? It's a party store. Are you everywhere <laughs> else? It's a liquor store. Unless you're in Philly, it's a cop shop or a uh, package store. Package store. Like that. Yeah. yeah, they have a couple of different names for that. Um, Anyway, all right. Cheers. Okay, cheers. What are you having? Um, I'm not nearly as exciting. I definitely, um, we had a a number of like get-togethers at our house recently, so we've had like a mix of beers, like highbrow, lowbrow, a little bit of everything in between. So I'll admit that I did not go out and buy anything cool. Um, Well, that's that's kind of a shame to say. Well, it's also like I feel bad. Like Stone Walker, I think this is Stone Walker. Mm, let me confirm this. Stone Brewing. I think it's Stone Walker Brewing. So there's a Firestone Walker, and then there's yes. Stone. So, excuse me, this is Stone. Um, I wonder if this is not the first time someone has been drinking their product and questioned an alliance. Anyways, um, so this is Stone Brewing's Tangerine Express IPA. I'm a big fan I really liked it when I had that. Yeah, I like it too, but I can only have like kind of one. It's a little dry for me. Like it's a little, um, I'm not saying it's a palate wrecker. It might have citra hops in it. I'm not sure, but it's, um, it's intense. And then I just, I need to like calm it down afterwards. So I like to have it first and then I have different beers after it. But um, yeah, I really like, I really just kind of enjoy fruity beers now. I, I am who I am. I, I might as well let everyone know I, I probably, you know, I'm sw- as I get older, my sweet tooth is becoming stronger. I'm becoming my dad. Yeah. It is okay. Like, I can't, I wish I didn't feel so strongly about it. But I do love a good sweet thing. And I don't have dessert that much anymore. So this is my jam. Anyways, the Tangerine Express IPA, I'm not going to say it's super sweet. But you definitely get the notes of tangerine and pineapple, which are already kind of like present certain citrus flavors are already kind of present with, you know, hops, but I think it's really good. And again, it's like, I like to have one. I don't want to have two. So it's just kind of, that's, that's where I'm going with it. So I decided to start it out with that. And then my follow-up beer, cause it's me, <laughs> is, <laughs> is Castle Danger, um, their pale ale. I think that Castle Danger makes some really great beers. And now that the snow has melted, oh, I just jinxed it. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Anyways, now that the snow has temporarily melted because you know winter will come again um winter hits winter is coming eventually um i do want to drive up north and see castle danger just because i i feel like that brewery they they got a lot of my money i want to see what they've done with it you know yeah just kind of curious yeah Yeah, that's what that's what i'm enjoying i'm into it cool cool um what what are you working on Ooh, before I took a sip, good call. <laughs> I like how you work. Um, by the way, I don't know if everyone knows that we can see each other, but sometimes we can and sometimes we can't. But you got me good there. Um, what I've been working on, I have a couple things in work. I need to tell my friends to stop having babies. That's a pretty good idea because it's now backing up. They're You're getting back season. I mean, you have to, you and other crafty people, I need to kind of like, I want to like even talk to our cousin Barb. Because she's been crafty for a long time. I'm just curious. Is there a baby season? You know, we're from a really big family on that side. Well, both sides of our family are really giant. But I'm just curious for people who have to do lots of baby stuff. Like, what's your hot season? Like, when is everyone <laughs> getting born? Are there a lot of Aries in this world? Am I wrong? Am I crazy? Um, but, yeah, so a lot of friends are having babies. And I just have a lot of projects to do with that. I'm also working on a Mother's Day project. And I've never done a Mother's Day gift before. 
Um, but now that I am kind of surrounded by moms, I've, I feel like there is some new and fresh awareness of how hard it is to have that balance in your life. And also, especially to stay yourself and not just succumb to your new identity, which is also totally okay if you want to. But I can just sense there's a lot of, you know, there's some tension there's a, there. There's a lot of, t- yeah, I would say there's a, a big tension. And there's also like lots of expectations from both sides, from your friends who don't have kids, from your friends that do have kids. And, you know, like your life really changes. So I'm not saying that I didn't notice this before, but I think I just, I see it a lot more right now being in the Midwest. So I have a cool little gift I'm making. I kind of don't want to say it because there's people who listen to this podcast. That's fine. But it's kind of a joke on self-care. I'll say that. It's a joke on self-care because whoever said that you should take care of yourself didn't have children. <laughs> like They're like, it's about self-care. I'm like, have you dealt with toddlers? Have you had a baby? Have you and had by more than self-care, one? you mean sleeping when you can, yes. <laughs> yeah. So they're always like, it's about self-care. I was like, you mean skipping work to get a pedicure? Okay. Not every woman can do that. <laughs> like, that's out of control. So I just feel like there's a lot of... There's a lot of bullshit with the idea of self-care, and now people are addressing it more and more. So I kind of, I have a a Mother's Day gift that I think many mothers of all ages will enjoy. If not for the I'm excited to see it. (laughs) There's something in it that's useful, but then the art that I'm creating with it, kind of funnier. So anyways, um... I really hyped that up. I hope it's really good. Um, (laughs) I'm like, oh, shit. The other thing I'm doing is I've been making housewarming gifts for people. There's a lot of, in the Midwest, people don't move until the snow melts. People everywhere else doesn't, they don't understand that. But, um, you know, there's kind of seasons for moving as well. So I've been, um, I've been using, I've been, I mean, not to tell everybody what it is, but I've been using enamel paint on um, horseshoes. Because who doesn't need a horseshoe in their home? If you're into that kind of idea that a horseshoe is good luck, it's a really kind of cool gift if you don't already have one. So, yeah. Yeah. so those are the two things I'm working on. I probably have a lot more that I'm not thinking about at the moment, but that's kind of it. What about you? I am still working on the baby blanket. The baby you're- blanket that never ends. It's really cool, though. You've been do- like the shots you've been sharing on Instagram look really good. Yeah, I, I am really liking how it's turning out. I, I was worried about the colors. I was afraid that it would look a little, uh, not, not like an American flag. It's definitely not American flag colors. But you know how sometimes, like, red, white, and blue as colors go well together. And versions of those three colors also go really well together. So, like, versions of red, versions of blue. And so this blanket is um, a sort of medium silvery gray like a cool gray a navy blue and a sort of raspberry reddish pinkish color and I just I was a little worried I knew the values were good like I knew that they would be high contrast enough because I took a picture of them in black and white to make sure that their contrast values between them were high enough to be visible I'm gonna stop you for a second that's a fucking top tip I never even thought of that I didn't think of it either I cannot remember where I got it from but that's a really I want to good say, idea. This is something that I think knitters have been doing for a while, and I'm sure quilters do it too. Um, and I want to uh, say I haven't, time, so I'm curious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think probably the first time I came across it was maybe um, in um, Knit Picks. So it, for people who don't knit, Knit Picks is a company that makes um, – pretty much like high quality yarns for a value price. So the idea is that they will make um, like a a Peruvian Highland wool that is a high quality wool, but it is not as fancy and fine perhaps as some of the stuff you might buy um, from a a more expensive company. But if what you want is a high quality, really good wool sweater, you you can buy a sweater quantity of yarn from them that's pure wool um, that's, you know, maybe like $30 or something, which is a really that's fair a price for, yeah. for what it is. And they also make like silk blends. They make some hand dyes. Um, you know, so it's a, if you are somebody who really, really loves knitting and you'd like to get into more 
um, high-end looking items or um, more like different fibers than just acrylic, but you don't have a lot of money, nitpicks is definitely the way to go. Um, they have very, very good quality stuff. Not everything is like amazingly high quality, but everything that I've bought from them that's sort of like their staple yarns, like the stuff that they've been making for years and years and years is, is really, really good. So anyway, they have this, this line called Palette, and it is um, a very thin weight, non-super wash wool that is for doing color work. And it's called Palette because they have like 150 colors. Cool. And so what you do is you, you ask for their, um, their magazine. You can look at it online, but it's, it's better to have their printed catalog because then it's got the values. Or it's got the, they, they've made sure that the color is actually true to life. And, then, and so you'll see just like this palette of yarn in all the different colors that they make. And what they recommend is saying, if you are not sure if your two colors are gonna look good together in a color work project, if you take pictures of the two pictures, like you pick the two different colors of yarn, you cut them all up and you put them side by side and take a black and white picture, in that black and white picture, you will see if the contrast is high enough that your eye will be able to see it in the two colors. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a really good trick. And like I said, knitters have been doing it for probably a very long time. And I'm sure lots of other craftspeople do too. But yeah, it's a really quick way of, of making sure that before you start that color work project or before you buy the yarn for the color work project, is it really going to pop the way that you need it to pop to see all the hard work that you put into it? Um, so actually, I when I was picking out the colors for this blanket that I'm making, I really wanted to make it um, blue and green and gray. But the gray, the green that I had, the value was too close to the navy. So oh, it was too dark. not likely that you'd really be able to see, like, for that particular part of the pattern, that's the um, skulls that go around. And it just would get lost, you know, and that's half the humor of the pattern is the skulls. All of it is pretty humorous. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. But that um, that's the thing that would have been completely lost. So So I'm, with the with the colors that I have though, I like I do like how it's turning out better than I thought I would. It looks really good. I'm really impressed. Yeah. Anything anything else you're working on? No. Um I have really decided to try to um what's the word I'm looking for? Focus in on that because um First of all, the baby has already been born. <laughs> the baby has oh. been alive for a few months. <laughs> so that's thing number one. But thing number two is that um, I find that if I allow myself to, if there's a project that I really want to finish, but I allow myself to do lots of other stuff and kind of go wherever I feel like, um, it becomes harder to go back to that pattern and not make mistakes. First of all, it's hard to get fired up about doing it again because in your brain, you're kind of done, right? In your brain, you yeah. set it down and you moved on to something else. But also, especially in a color work pattern, you get used to what you're doing over and over again. And in my case, I wasn't making this, the pattern isn't a highly repetitive pattern for most of the blanket, but it is um, a pattern where you can kind of see where you're going. So you can see if you made a mistake a couple stitches ago because you can look at it and say like, oh, does that match up with what I thought I was supposed to be doing or not? But if you walk away from it for too long, you your brain stops thinking about that pattern very wow. well. No, it's a very oh. good point. That's a very so, yes, good point. And I've been really monogamously working on that. Um, Monogamous, nice choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, that's also not a me thing. I didn't make that up. Other people have referred to it as... Uh, monogamous knitting, where you're knitting just one project. That's all you're doing. <laughs> um, because it is really tempting oh. to pick up other things, right? Because, like, in the middle of working on the project, I got the new issue of Pom Pom Quarterly. <gasps> mm -hmm. And you know that this is a major temptation for me. I was like, have you even cracked it open? Okay. I wouldn't have cracked it open. I have to. I have to. <laughs> I, I told myself that I was allowed to because um, the package had a little bit of water damage, so I just wanted to make sure that it dried out. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was already dry. I knew damn well it was fine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Well, but also, I mean, this is like the spring issue, and I was, you know, really excited about, you know, getting myself pumped up for spring. So, yeah, I did. I looked, but I did not start. I just looked. Mm-hmm. There's going to be post-it notes on that real soon going this one and this one and maybe that one. This you know what? I bet you there's quilting and sewing magazines that are very you know, on a level with pom-pom. Oh, girl, you know no, they're... Oh, oh, I know they are. I just, I'm just saying I can't allow myself to order any of that shit. One, I'm already on the hoarding spectrum. Like, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't say... I feel like I'm, I'm creating a new term, but hoarding spectrum is real. It like, is. I know it's the real. I know the rule. I know the rules. Like, you don't touch it in six months, you toss it. I get it. I know. I have all of these little rules in my head, but when it comes to, like, crafts, I'm like... Hold on to everything. I'm going to live in a palace of yarn and fabric scraps. I can just feel it. I'm like going to Grey Gardens it out, like, late in life with with meticulous wigs, because that's just also what I really want to do. But the point is, is that I can't order those magazines. I still have every single uh, issue of Ready Made. I've held on to all of them. You bought me that, I think. It was a great magazine. It was a super, super cool magazine. I Man, I haven't thought about Ready Made in a long time. That is and a really fucking good magazine. It's a fucking great magazine, and I held on to every single possible issue that I have. But, you know, I didn't get them all, but I have most of them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of up there with, like, our family used to keep National Geographics. You remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. We're like, what have you, they're better than encyclopedias. What have you got to go back? You got to see some weird tits over there. Some tits over there and, some, <laughs> and an elephant dying in a, an elephant dying population. Or maybe you need to know about like some weird, you know, rodeo in Wyoming and how they live. I don't know. Sometimes you got to know. Sometimes you got to know. I'm sounding terrible as a person. I'm sorry. I'll just stop talking. But, um, well, I, I appreciate your monogamous knitting. Going back to that, because you and I had a chalk right before this where I go on tangents. <laughs> we go but on tangents. We are all into tangents, but I really like the idea of monogamous knitting. <laughs> the idea I <laughs> don't. <laughs> I know you don't. But I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> and I am, you're, it's up there with like going to the gym. Like, good for you. <laughs> it is not for me. <laughs> I'm like, I'll find another way to, be physically fit. I'm just gonna walk two miles every day to work and then back home. I, I'm sorry, I can't. No, I will work, do my workarounds. But you focus. You do that. You show humanity that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, well, do you want to do some gold stars? Uh, we could. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, would you like to start? <laughs> You're <or> surprised. <laughs> well, I was surprised. Frankly, I was surprised that we are keeping decent time. I'm just going to be honest with you. I know. I thought you were going to have to rein me in. Guess what? I reined me in. You're welcome. <laughs> I reined me in. I tell me what Christmas to... came early, bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Also, I, sh- I, hate using- I shouldn't use the word bitch. Anyways. Um, all right. So I have two gold stars. All right. And they involve entertainment. Mm-hmm. So these are my two votes for really great shit right now. Um, I'm really, really, really into... Detroit slash Minnesota's finest, Lizzo, and her new album, Because I Love You. She debuted at number one. She beat Beyonce's live album. Which I is saw a- that, and my jaw dropped. Oh, I, I've never wanted someone to be more successful than her, like in music than her. Like, she's fucking incredible. And I just, she's so thankful and humble and smart and talented holy shit yeah though in her new album i can't stop listening to it i listened to it when i listen to it 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 goes pretty fast so i happen to listen to it twice in a row usually every time um but it's just so good and i think i think it just appeals to so many different people and i still think about going to south by southwest sorry this is where i name drop um we're going to south by southwest like i've gone a few times now and i went with um I went one day uh, with this uh, this friend of mine named uh, Jermaine, but he's friends with everybody that I know back in Michigan. And he and I went to Holy Mountain, 
because I said, hey, I heard about this girl Lizzo from The Current, and I really want to go see her. This is, like, over 10 years. Yeah, I think it's, like, 10 years ago. And we saw her in an amazing, like, moo-moo caftan thing. And I was like, I love you. You're amazing. And she put on an amazing show for, like, 15 people who were fucking wasted. She wasn't wasted, but she was amazing. And it still stuck with me. Like, I can't tell you. I think I saw Gary Newman later that day or earlier that day, something like that. Those are the two things that managed to stay in my brain from South by Southwest. And so it's kind of been burned in there since. And I just think she's such a incredible artist that, you know, if it stuck with me like that, I'm sure she's doing that kind of impact to everybody else, you know? Like, I can yeah. only imagine people's magical moments hearing her music. Um, well, yeah, so she... Um... I think we mentioned this on the podcast, actually. She was the homecoming performer this past fall here in Iowa City. And I was walking walking around the Ped Mall with my husband one day, and I saw a Lizzo poster, and I was like, what? What? And I stopped, and it was like, Lizzo playing for homecoming, free on the Pentacrest. And I was like, yes! I was like, we're canceling everything. We're going to that show. Yeah. And so we went, and it was wonderful. And she has um, – there. she put up a bunch of stuff on her Instagram. And also, when she released the single Juice, she had a whole bunch of stuff on the Juice website, like little um, – I don't know, little – they're not Easter eggs because they weren't hidden, but, like, little icons you could click on the website for the Juice video that took you to clips of her and her friends, like, and her, you know, her uh, dancers – um, playing around in downtown Iowa City, just being silly awesome. on escalators and stuff like that. I was like, that's my town. <laughs> she um, did it here. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, we had a really great time. And then I started seeing that she was going on tour. And I was like, awesome. We should totally see if we can see her in Minneapolis. And my sister-in-law was going to try to see her in Detroit. And that tour sold out in no time. Like, you couldn't get tickets for love or money. And so, it was just amazing to me. Like, she went from, I'm going to play for free on the Pentecrest to, you can't see her. She's sold out. Well, and she now just, she just released the second half of the tour. The well, Come I, I Love You Too. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> tour. Anybody, anybody who was hoping to see her but missed out on the tickets, the pre-sale, I think, starts tomorrow, April 23rd. I will be oh, posting this episode before then. I'll be posting, <laughs> you know, the April 22nd. So hopefully you guys uh, will have time to figure out getting your tickets. Also, I highly recommend you, if you're a part of her email list, which is essentially the fan club, then you could do the pre-sale. So that's why you should you should do that. Um, no, I'm really excited for her. She's just incredible. And to have, like, so many so many people rally behind her. I'm just so pumped for her. She's just too cool. Um, so that's one gold star. <laughs> Sorry, we just got real excited. I was like, that's one. My other one gold star, my, my second gold star, um, is for Mike Judge, Judge's show, Tales from the Tour Bus. Have you heard of it? I have not, no. Um, my friend Ben uh, introduced me to it because he used to curate television show watching time and uh it's an animated show of people who know these you know celebrities especially you know musicians that then retell the story of some crazy ass things that go down um the first season is mainly um outlaw country musicians which are it's batshit i've never laughed so hard um ben played i watched a couple episodes with ben a few like maybe a year or two ago and then i watched it again last night i watched the johnny paycheck episode again and then i also watched uh george jones and tammy wynette part one and part two yes uh it's fucking brilliant the people who are telling the stories are funnier than the actual things that happened because at the time when you think about like holy shit, this guy, like, got shot in, the, you know, shot in his car by George Jones, and the George Jones act like nothing happened. That's crazy. It's absolutely yeah. bananas. And at the same time, the guy's like, <laughs> he just went home. He drove himself home. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I literally was laughing so hard last night, and I just couldn't imagine that before the Internet, 
these are some crazy ass people who all went to jail and all made crazy ass shit and amazing music. And we all saw them on like, you know, the tonight show and being like gentlemen. But meanwhile, they're like in prison half the time, you know, well, to be honest, George Jones wasn't in prison, but he was still bananas. Anyways, <laughs> the second series or second uh, season is more funk and R&B singers. So I'm really pumped. I guess Bootsy Collins has one. Uh, Funkadelic will have one. Um, there's a bunch of other ones that I'm just super pumped about. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to need to watch all of these. Um, but I I feel like the uh, the amount of storytelling that happens with the animation is incredible. The people telling the stories, it's better than anything else you can think of. You have those cosmic stories, those cosmic jokes that... It's funnier to tell than it actually is to live through. And yes. <laughs> and that cosmic joke is great. You know, we get to really laugh along with them as they're telling the stories. And it's just really well done, really well documented. And um, you can't help but get really into those characters because they're real people. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all heard their songs. And you're just like, what? What happened to them? This is insane. And um, at the end of every episode the animation reveals the actual people behind the stories talking. And I really appreciated that. So it wasn't just like, sometimes I think there's a couple, um, like there's like a, a cartoon called party stories or something like that, that it's just all animated, like a funny W you know, Andrew WK story or a funny, you know, whatever story. And it's fun, but you don't ever get to see the actual people. And I love that this one kind of reveals and they actually use real photos of real people during those times and it, you're just like wow it's really well done so um tales from the tour bus i highly recommend if you want a good story to laugh real hard at nice so those are my two old stars hit it <laughs> what's yours <laughs> uh so i think i was gonna be very specific and I'm, I'm about to make it a little more vague just because um the gold star that I was going to give is not a gold star anybody can participate in because it already happened, and that was Mission Creek Festival. Oh, I think you should still give one. I think you. Well, should. I'm, I'm expanding it to festival seasons, so um, I know that it's it's a big joke to make fun of you know millennial, particularly white millennial women who are like it's festival season. You put on like you know culturally appropriating you know, headdresses and act like an asshole and do a bunch of drugs and whatever. Like, I understand that that's, it's funny to a lot of people. That's not the type of festival season I'm talking about. Um, Festival season in the Midwest is decidedly different from (laughs) Coachella and Bonnaroo and things like that. I, I have nothing against those festivals. I've never been to them. I don't actually know what they're like in real life. I only know the silly image that they have i've gone to them it's what it is <laughs> Dirt, but dirtier but dirtier i'm gonna be real like the first day you get that green grass everything else is disgusting after the that anyways yeah it's nasty but, and dusty <laughs> so the midwest has festival season same time of year you know it's the spring and summer um but the festivals here are just a little bit different there's they're often um i think a little bit shorter like maybe only two days Um, or they have a completely different context. So Mission Creek is a festival that happens every year in Iowa City, and it's a festival of um, music, literature, visual art, um, and it it lasts uh, five days. So it goes from a Tuesday through a Sunday. Um, And so you can – the thing that I like about it the most, I think, is that um, it's not out on a festival fairgrounds. It's right in downtown. So, Which makes it way more, I don't know, you can get in and out. Yep. You can go do things that you want to do. You don't have to be like, hi, I took this bus to this, or this, you know, I had a park and walk, and there's none of that. It's amazing. I really appreciate it being downtown. And there are some <laughs> events that are outside of the downtown area, so they always have like a really late night, like till like, I don't know, three or four in the morning dance party that happens at a different location because um, there, I don't think there's any place in downtown that would do that, but they have that every year. 
And then last year, uh, Bassem Youssef, who is the guy who hosted a version, a show that was very similar to The Daily Show in Egypt before he, yeah. uh, you know, moved in the middle of the night to the United States to escape. Uh, yeah, I was like, you mean um, escaped he was asylum. Yeah. 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 Um, so to say he, what it is. <laughs> he performed last year at a bigger theater that was in um, maybe like a half mile from downtown. Like it wasn't right in the downtown area because they wanted him to have like a really big space to perform in. Um, but yeah, so I, we've gone for a couple of years and you can buy individual tickets to things if you want to. Or what uh, my husband and I do is we buy the week long passes because, you know, for $150, you have five days of going wherever you want, seeing whatever you want, having guaranteed access to any of the events that you want. So this year was Jenny Lewis, who some people would know from Rilo Kiley, and she was awesome. Um, the Watson Twins opened for her. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I was not familiar with this person, but people were losing their fucking minds over Mitski. Um, so she performed. Um, I, and as I was saying to my husband, like, I don't understand. I'm like, she has a really great voice, but I don't understand why everybody's, like, super excited. And he's like, honey, that's exhibit A, B, and C about why we are not cool enough. And I was like, oh, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But, I mean, they brought in um, a woman from, um, oh, where is she from? Nora Mintse Mali, I cannot remember now if she is, she's from Mauritania. Yes, yeah, uh, you mentioned that. So she, yeah. she's the lead singer. Her husband plays in the band, and there are two other guys in the band. Um, so, I mean, they, they brought people in from all over the world. Um, and I think what was probably the coolest thing about it is that the headliners, like the big names, like, uh, Mitski, Hooray for the Riff Rap, Jenny Lewis, like those are really big names. They're really big draws and, and that's super exciting. But there are also a bunch of really, really tiny acts that are also really amazing. And they do just like this really great job of curating it. And they have um, really famous writers who are, you know, in these little tiny venues reading their work to you. And um, yeah, I just, I love everything about it, and I feel like that is kind of the tone of the festivals of the Midwest. Like, if you're going to go to Rock the Garden, it's the same kind of thing. Like, it's a really big show, but it's not um, in the middle of no place where... Right. And you know, it's, like, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's just done a little bit differently. And it's curated in a way that is not, like, we're just trying to, like, surprise and delight you with every fucking thing. It's literally, like, this is the best that we're excited about, but it's also like discover your own path. Like, do you like, you're not going to like everything, mm -hmm. but that's kind of the beauty of it. Because if you knew all the celebrities, all the, all the big names, you'd already not want to go. You, well, you, you wouldn't already be learning be anything. Exactly. So I kind of love that a lot of the Midwestern festivals here are like, here's a little cool thing. And then here's a lot of stuff you don't know about yet. And I really appreciate the, the efforts in how they curate and put things together. And it's also just never over, overran with too many people, mm -hmm. you know, like every festival I see here in the Midwest, even if it's like, Oh, we have two big stages and you're going to stand here and hang out. You still have places to sit. You still have things to do. Like no one ever says it was a madhouse. Like nobody. Yeah, there's there's never like this this moment where it's like Lord of the Flies. Who's gonna get <laughs> yeah. food? Like there's no water. Like no. taking a there's shit. No, like it's, there's it's no fire very, festival here. There's no. nothing of it. <laughs> Everything is really orderly. There's plenty of food for everybody. They do have vegan food if that's what you're looking for. Like. Everything that you want is available and is easy to get. You know? And I, I can't imagine that everyone feels this way, but there's a part of me that's like, I bet some of those musicians really enjoy like being here and just having a, a, a break, a timeout from the scene, a timeout from like the chaos of festival season. Because a lot of musicians have said, a lot of band people have said, like festival season is great for certain things and terrible for others. You know, like, when you hear about people who had to go on warp tours, oh, God, you can't pay me to go there again. Are you kidding me? As a, as just a, you know, 
someone with a ticket. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine, like, being a performer through all of that chaos. It's just not good. Not good. You know what? I Going back to your gold star, the whole point of it is just, like, Midwestern festivals, they're worth it. They're exciting. And I, I kind of, I, I really like them a lot better. And the West Coast, I'm so nice. sorry. They're nice. Somebody steps out of your foot and they say they're sorry. They say, oh, Sorry. Oh, sorry. I think the closest, the runner-up to that is like Clock and Flap in Hong Kong, I think was a really great festival. It's like, I guess, kind of not as um, dynamic as it used to be, but like seeing a lot of cool bands in a very safe city with a very, well, I say safe city, but you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's a very big city with a very different presence of people and awareness. And so seeing a lot of, like, really big bands in a really beautiful space with all of, you know, Hong Kong's lights behind you, that's pretty amazing. But it also was still kind of small. It yeah. still had, like, the traction of a Midwestern festival, like, sound set. It's probably, like, the same amount of people who go to sound set. So, anyways, it was kind of cool. I agree yeah, so with that's, that's gold star. I love it. I'm looking forward to those things. And we just bought tickets to um, OK Go!, is doing a combo live video show in Cedar Falls at the University of Northern Iowa. So it's like this combo show where they show their videos on a big screen and then they also perform live and then they do a QA and a with the audience throughout the thing. Like it's meant to be like an interactive thing. That's actually really cool. And they they have amazing videos. Yeah. They're amazing performers and, and I've... I don't own any OK Go music or anything like that, but I've always been really impressed by, um, oh, thank you. Oh, I got an, ap- I got an appetizer brought to me. Nice. Um, they are performers. And, They're performers. They are performers, and, and they are, but I can, I don't know if any of them have audiovisual backgrounds, like AV backgrounds, but I feel like they do, because the amount of effort and practice that they put into making those videos is insane so i can't imagine how cool it is to watch those videos see them perform and then be able to ask them questions like how did you guys synchronize that how did you do this how did how did this happen like that's incredible their videos are great we'll see how it goes um when's that uh friday oh shoot okay well yeah so basically i was uh i can't remember what i was doing i was looking at something and it must have been Instagram, and it was like, this is an ad for OK Go, Cedar Falls. And I was like, what is this? And so I watched it, and I thought it was just, I thought they were saying that they were doing a video show, like you can go to the movie theater and watch, like, the Royal Ballet or the Metropolitan Opera or something like that. And they're like, no, 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 this is a, a live show where we're coming to Cedar Rapids, and we're going to do this live combo video show and a Q&A with the audience. And I was like... This is today. I saw it today, and I was like, wait, when is that? It's Friday. And so I was like, are there still tickets? Yep. So I bought a couple. Fucking Iowa. Midwest. <laughs> are, they, are they from Chicago? I don't know. I can't remember where they're from. I thought they were from the Midwest. So that's why they got some love from the Midwest, maybe. But who knows where they live now. But oh, God bless the Midwest. You're like, oh, it's going to sell out. Okay, I'll get to it. I'll figure it out. No, just kidding. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of shows that we happen to catch. You know, like there's a lot of shows that would not be available to us if I lived in LA. That shit sells okay. out so fast. Okay. So I say this as someone who lived in LA. I just realized I need to give that preference. Uh or uh give that reference rather, not preference. Anyways. I'm gonna stop now. <laughs> I, think, I think that's everything we had. Um <laughs> Sorry to make you wait a month for, you know, what amounted to some blathering about how we haven't finished any projects yet, but we're working on it. I think everyone's used to me not finishing projects. I'm like, the pro- project is me, bitch. <laughs> I'm still a work in progress. You know what I'm saying? Anyways. All right. Well, well for those who listen, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> thank if you're you. Ready, listen, thank you. Um, And if you're new, thank you for giving us a try. Um, You can find us online at uh, stitchcraftsisters.com. And our Instagram is also stitchcraftsisters. 
Um, and Instagram is definitely the most active. You know, we have a Ravelry yeah. group, but like, I can't remember the last time I posted something on there because there weren't that many people. But someone followed us on Ravelry. That is true. We have a couple people who have, have checked yeah. into the group. So I will put more work into it if it seems like people really like it, but it seems like we definitely get more um, more people talking to us through Instagram, you know, giving us feedback and asking questions and giving corrections and stuff like that. So, um, so anyway, uh, yeah, find us online. We would love to chat with you. Um, and thanks for checking. We'll, we'll see you next time. Yeah. And I, this is my, my request. If people have other festivals like hometown festivals, whether it's like a small fair thing, or maybe it's a music thing, like Mission Creek. I'd love for people to tell us about it. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. Oh, the so. gems! The gems are the little tiny towns and like the special oh. things that they do. Like last year, Pat and I missed Solon Beef Days because we had to be in Michigan for some reason. But Solon Beef Days is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> there are other little tiny towns that have their festivals too and we definitely want to hear about them well and even other music festivals like the eau claire music festival that's put mm-hmm. on by uh bonnevere justin vernon i think is his name is yeah, justin vernon i'm putting it all together but he and the, one of the guys from the national like put together this big show <laughs> like it was a two weekend festival i think it's twice now they've done it watch me be a jerk and it's been going on for like five years and I don't know it but anyways the Eau Claire Music Festival is really in a smaller part of central Wisconsin very beautiful beautiful town historic town and they got amazing acts there so there's like no reason not to go you know there's just those are cool things so yeah if you y'all have some ideas let us know yep all right take care take care Bye. Bye.